Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. 1.3 people, or 16% of the global population today, experience a significant disability. 61 million adults in the United States live with a disability. That's 26%, or one in four. People with disabilities obviously encounter a wide range of -of out-of-pocket expenses. In fact, out-of-pocket spending is estimated to hit $800 billion by 2026. Research, there's a research estimate that households containing an adult with a work disability require on average 28% more income or an additional $17,690 a year for a household at the median income level to obtain the same standard of living as a comparable household without a member with a disability. Obviously, these expenses can weigh heavily on household finances and cause adults with disabilities to experience greater difficulty meeting monthly expenses, saving for the future, and making ends meet. Now, there are a variety of federal, state, and local programs that can help an individual find an affordable place to live, uh, perhaps modify their existing home for a disability, maybe help them develop skills to live independently, along with a number of other great resources. Even though SSDI and SSI benefits will increase by about 6% for almost 70 million Americans, there's still a significant gap in the dollars available for programs and services. Research proves that these extra costs exist. So the question remains, what can we as a country do to address the gap? Today we'll be learning about two organizations that work closely with adults with disabilities and their families to provide needed programs and services. My first guest today is Robin Baker, Executive Vice President from St. Coletta of Wisconsin, whose mission was inspired by the Franciscan values of compassion, dignity, and respect. They support people with developmental disabilities and other challenges to achieve their highest quality of life, personal growth, and spiritual awareness. Welcome to the show today, Robin. Thank you so much, Jill, and thanks for having us on today. Uh, It's wonderful what Ellen Becker Investment Group does for the nonprofit community. Thank you. Uh, So why don't we start by you telling us about St. Coletta of Wisconsin and how, tell us more about it and how your mission was started. Sure. So St. Coletta of Wisconsin was founded by the Sisters of St. Francis of Assisi in Milwaukee. Uh, The sisters and their group still exist today, and they're a wonderful group of women who are smart and dedicated and extremely hardworking. And what some people may not know is they've also founded a number of other nonprofits around the Milwaukee area, including St. Anne Center, Juniper and Canticle Courts, and Cardinal Stritch University. Mm-hmm. And they've also founded uh, a number of other corporate ministries, both in Illinois and on the East Coast. So our organization really was started on a very strong foundation. That's wonderful. St. Anne's, uh, they're on our list 
as someone to get on the show. So that sounds uh, shout sounds out from, to Sister Edna. Yeah, Come on actually, down. <laughs> um, actually, Sister Edna, we have had on the on the show. Wonderful. Um, so she has been here to talk about uh, their mission as well. Um, why did you want to be a part of the mission specifically? Yeah, so for me, I have a background. Um, I work for a company that created medical devices specifically for people with disabilities, and I really found an interest in that industry. And once you get started at St. Cleta, you really start to believe in it's a true family, and you learn to love these people as if they were part of your own family, and they're genuine, they're loving, they're kind. And really uh, why I keep showing up every day is because our purpose is to so celebrate and support their purpose. And that's what makes it just a special and unique place to be. Mm. Well, it's such an important mission that it really impacts hundreds, if not thousands of people. And I'm sure you have very rich program offerings. Um, what services are the most sought after by the community? Sure, so um, we typically get a number of requests for residential housing. We have about 49 living facilities throughout southeast Wisconsin and northern Illinois. Uh, we offer anything from minimal support in assisted living um, all the way up to fully staffed 24-7 uh, models where they're in 8 to 10 bed facilities called uh, community-based residential facilities, or the abbreviation for that is CBRFs. And then in addition, uh, we have vocational day programs. And so these are programs designed to complement each individual and their abilities based on peers and skills, abilities, and medical and behavioral supports. And so we have programs that focus on young adults that are education-based all the way through basically elder care where CNA, CNAs are working with those clients closely to manage medical needs, but also provide stimulating activity and peer-to-peer workshops. In addition, we work with community-based businesses. We provide employment opportunities uh, for, that pay a fair wage and provide a sense of value to our individuals. And lastly, uh, transportation, which you might not think of St. Cleta initially as a transportation provider. Uh, we actually provide transportation in the Jefferson area that goes beyond the scope of the people that we serve, meaning if your mom and dad needs to get to a doctor's appointment and they don't drive, then St. Cleta will come pick them up at their home, take them to their appointment, and return them back. Back. Um, we're very competitive with the local uh, transportation options in the area, and it's just one thing that we try and do to not only build a revenue stream for our organization, but provide another opportunity and service to the community that we're in. That's a wonderful service. I mean, I'm thinking about my mom who uh, has a challenge to get to the hospital or her doctor appointment or sometimes to the grocery store, especially if there's inclement weather. So uh, to know that that's an option or a service that you provide is wonderful. But it's specifically in the Jefferson area? Right now. Um, okay. We do have about 100 vehicles in our fleet total. Our residential facilities all have a vehicle, but we also have a number of shuttle buses. Um, we are working to bring that more to the Waukesha County area. And what's nice about St. Cleta is we we don't add additional fees for things like if you're in a wheelchair. We just understand that's who you are. And so many other places, in order to drop you off and pick you up, they charge you lift services and things like that. That is all inclusive to what we can offer in our services. So we are hope to provide that eventually to the greater Milwaukee area as well. Wow, that's, mm -hmm. that's a great service. 
Um, well, what sets you apart, would you say, from other service providers that offer the same types of services? Sure. I think that what makes St. Coletta unique is the understanding that a full life isn't just basic care. Uh, like you and I, we want more. We want friends. We want adventure. Uh, we want opportunities to try new things, gainful employment, and really a chance to live our best life. And what St. Coletta does so well is to bring a number of other components um, that complement our basic care and supports, things like residential activities, community outings, attending sporting events like the Milwaukee Brewers, the Admirals, the Lake Country Dock Hounds we went to this year, which was uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we work with other organizations like Special Olympics and Best Buddies to introduce opportunities to our individuals to meet new people that might share in the same interests as, as they do. Uh, in addition, we hold very true to our Franciscan roots and the values of compassion, dignity, and respect. We recognize that spirituality plays an important part in many people's lives, and we offer chapel services weekly or monthly, uh, depending on location. We also hold blessings, end-of-life celebrations, and we even host funerals. Um, it's an amazing place to be, and in fact, uh, we feel it's not only our pleasure to serve our individuals, but it's our obligation, and we don't want to commit to someone just for a few years of their life. We really want the individual at St. Coletta to stay with us throughout their entire lifetime. Mm, wow, that's wonderful. Wonderful services, taking them to some sporting events. That's great. Um, it just adds adds that much more to their life experience, uh, I think, which is wonderful. You're not just providing the services, you're treating the whole person. Uh, as an individual, which is wonderful, not just looking at the disability piece, which I think is great. Um, well, we love to share inspiring stories because it gives our listeners uh, a chance to step into the story and get a really good idea of how the nonprofit is making an impact for others. You have a story, Robin, that you'd like to share about a gentleman who was the face of your organization for many years. But our audience will have to stay tuned because you'll hear all about it after the commercial break. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Robin Baker, the Executive Vice President from St. Coletta of Wisconsin. So, Robin, you had mentioned that serving someone for their entire life is so important. I mean, does that really happen for most of your individuals? It absolutely does. Um, our ultimate goal for each individual is to live their best life at St. Coletta until the day they no, lo no, no longer can. And our facilities and programs are designed for individuals to age in place, and we're proud that we have structured our services to support them through their entire lives. Um, you mentioned I did have a story, and I do have one, about a very special gentleman by the name of Ralph Jarucki. Now, sadly, we lost Ralph last year, but he lived until the age of 95 years old. But what's even more interesting is that Ralph came to St. Coletta at the age of nine in 1936. Wow. <laughs> so you can imagine 86 years of serving someone is quite an accomplishment. Yeah. And Ralph was really given an opportunity to live and learn and grow with his experiences with our sisters and our wonderful staff and his peers. And I actually had a chance to interview Ralph in 2021 when he was up for celebrating his 85th anniversary at St. Coletta. Mm. And at the time, he recalled fond memories of working alongside the sisters in the fields and gardens 
canning fruits and vegetables and tending to chickens. Uh, in his spare time, he cut hair. He served mass, uh, learned Latin. Wow. <laughs> Not many of us could say that. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he also sang in our choir and held a number of jobs in the community. He uh, went on to learn such practical skills as cross-stitching and knitting and actually made hundreds of blankets to help Wisconsin's homeless veterans throughout his life. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Wow. And in 1975, Ralph was selected to travel with the sisters to Rome for a pilgrimage, and it was there that he prayed to connect with his birth mother. And upon returning from his trip, he was met with a phone message from a nursing home where his mother was. Oh, my honest. goodness. And from, yeah. From, wow. <laughs> and Ralph spent the next 15 years getting to know his not mom before she passed in 1990. So pretty amazing stuff. And in the last few years, Ralph really spent his time with his housemates and attending St. Cleta's Golden Options Senior Day Program. He served on our Franciscans Committee and was also named an official brand ambassador for St. Coletta. Um, He was a wonderful advocate for himself and his peers. And during my interview time with Ralph, um, he insisted all along that this was the plan for his life. He said to me, quote, when I walked into St. Coletta as a young boy, Sister Anastasia came up to me and said, this is going to be home for you. And while I may not have realized it at the time, I do now. And he said, St. Coletta is my family and my home, and this is where I belong. And from a family perspective, uh, what more would you want from your loved one to be served that ha- with services that have a reputable, you know, reputation for excellence that literally span a lifetime? And it's those type of services that St. Cleta prides themselves the most. Wow. Wow. What an amazing story. And it's pretty incredible that St. Coletta has the ability to serve someone for their entire life. Wow. Um, That can't come easy, right? Um, How are you able to accomplish something so grand? Yes, well, there's quite a few stakeholders involved in keeping St. Coletta's operations going on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Staff members, families, we have a wonderful board of directors, numerous volunteers, community businesses, civic, uh, civic service organizations like the Knights of Columbus, churches and other nonprofits it's really everyone working together that allows us to remain sustainable long term okay uh, I'm sure on un- not unlike many other nonprofits uh, there are certain things that you need to help sustain uh, your organization um, but aside from that how can listeners get involved and and where can they help to support your mission So for starters, we're always looking for caring people to help us out. Uh, One of our areas of greatest need right now is quality staff who are passionate about working with the special needs population. We have a number of both part-time and full-time caregiver positions. Also, in addition, if you're retired and looking for a supplemental income and you really are just looking to lend a helping hand, uh, the transportation department that we spoke about earlier is always in need of good drivers. Um, You get to be the first face the people see in the morning to the last face before they go home. Uh, You get hugs. There's lots of fun that comes with having that role and being a driver. So you can always consider helping us out and doing that. Um, In addition, we have lots of events throughout the year. We have a summer picnic in August, a gala in September, and a holiday open house in December that we're always in need of good volunteers, raffle prizes, and sponsors. 
Uh, we also have some open seats on our board, and we're looking for experienced professionals who are passionate about, the peop about people with special needs and are interested in helping our vision come to life. And lastly, but not, not least, um, like most nonprofits, we could use financial contributions to help offset the high cost of care and to provide recreational and educational opportunities who, for those who can't afford it. And really, everything that encompasses what we do is a mission. Um, we're always just looking for building awareness, helping us spread the word, coming out for a tour, learning more of what we do. Um, we have wonderful services all throughout southeastern Wisconsin and northern Illinois. There's always a place for everyone at St. Coletta to fulfill your desire to help in any way, shape, or form that you're interested in. Um, we'd love to have you out, and uh, we really are a wonderful and unique place to be a part of. And we we talk all the time about the fact that everybody can do something. You know, we're not called to do everything, but we can do everything that we can. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there are a number of organizations um, that people can volunteer their time at. And perhaps if you're listening and you like to work with individuals with disabilities, maybe St. Coletta of Wisconsin is a is a nice place for you to to reach out to and see how you might how they might be able to use your talents, right? Absolutely. Um, and we talked about so many wonderful ways that you're impacting the community through the work that you do at St. Coletta. Is there any particular uh, uh, thing, one thing perhaps, uh, in a closing thought that you would want to throw out there for our audience today? Yeah, I think for the listeners today, um, we would love you to reach out and just get to know us, um, get to know the folks that we serve and the family members that we're, we're honored to support their loved ones. Uh, we offer facility tours in Jefferson. It's an amazing building, and our headquarters is full of adventure and activity and something that we'd like to share with everyone. Um, the best way to get in touch with us, uh, you can reach out via our website at www.stcoletta.wi.org. Um, you could also reach out directly to our programs and services in our admissions team if you're interested in actual serving of one of your loved ones, or if you would like to just get to know us better, our marketing and development department, you can reach out to myself, Robin Baker. Uh, give us a call at 920-674-4330. Otherwise, um, just stop out for the day. We typically have somebody on hand that's willing to walk you through the building, show you some of our services, our programs, and um, the special fun part about St. Coletta, that if you get the long-winded tour, if you happen to get me, <laughs> we can jump in a car and I can show you both our community garden and our 100-year-old apple orchard. Ooh. And when we're talking about volunteers, we're looking with people all the time with green thumbs that can help us out in that area as well. So there's literally quite, you know, every you'd want at St. Coletta and more and we're more than happy to show you around it's a wonderful place oh, it certainly sounds like it um, one thing that I'm thinking about as you're talking about all these different services and the fact that you're in Jefferson can anybody from around the state come to St. Coletta or are do you have boundaries I mean just as long as they have a need you you yeah. are there to service them absolutely so right now um, the people that we serve they represent over 30 states in the United States oh okay. Uh, when St. Coletta was formerly a school before in the 90s legislation changed to be more of a community-based program uh, we had school kids come from all different areas now you see more of a regional approach but absolutely anywhere in the state um, so as long 
long as the funding or uh, we also can serve people that's called private pay, that their families pay for their services, we do have the ability to support anyone from the community surrounding us. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I would just say reach out to them if you have any questions about whether or not they are able to provide services for you or your family. Uh, Robin, why don't you give us that contact information one more time? Sounds good. So you can find out more information at our website, www.sancletta.wi.org, or give myself a call, Robin Baker, at 920-674-4330. Uh, we have a wonderful mission, and we'd love to share it with you. Awesome. Well, you certainly do. Thank you for, for sharing that mission with us today. Thank you for participating in our interview. And thanks for having us. You are welcome. Well, Robin mentioned that one way to support their mission is to offer a contribution to help, to, to help offset the high cost of care for each of their residents. We say over and over again that not one nonprofit can do it all. Um, support from other nonprofits is also so important. So don't go away because when we return, we're going to learn about an organization that helps in a number of those situations. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And my next guest today is Mary Till, Program Director from Life Navigators, who is a nonprofit who positively impacts kids and adults with disabilities by offering disability resources. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, and um, thank you to Ellen Becker also. You're welcome, and actually you are returning. You're a returning guest. We had you on initially back in 2018, so I'm guessing a few things have changed since then. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, why don't you share Life Navigator's mission and their history? Sure. So um, Life Navigators is based in Wauwatosa. Uh, we were founded in 1949 by a group of parents um, who were quite re revolutionary back then. They um, were dedicated to providing opportunities for their kids with developmental and related disabilities. So together, banding together, they worked to develop a framework for disability services in their community. And um, their hard work resulted in mandated special education services, community-based re recreation, uh, residential employment, and day programming. Um, and so really looking at everything we do today, we still hold that advocacy piece at the heart of all that we do, um, going all the way back to those founding families. 1949. Wow. I had no idea that you guys were around that long. That's wonderful. Yeah. And we still have some family members of those original families that founded our organization that are still very involved with us, which is really exciting. So you kind of have a similar story to Robin with, you know, people that have been around for quite a while. Maybe not people that you've served, but maybe people who are doing the serving, which is interesting as well. Tell us about the specific services that you offer, not only for the people with disabilities, but their families as well. Sure. So um, overall, our mission is to improve the quality of life for individuals with disabilities and their families in the uh, and the community. Um, so we like to say we're small but mighty. Uh, each year we serve over 3,000 um, kids and adults with disabilities by providing the following services. 
Um, so really the gateway to our agency is probably through our information and education program. Uh, people call with uh, just general questions sometimes, or maybe they're looking for assistance and they're not really sure where to turn. They come to us. That's usually the program that they start out in, um, just getting their questions answered. Sometimes it's getting external resources. We can point them to other agencies like St. Coletta. Um, and, uh, but sometimes it's maybe services that we do internally that we can point them to. So some of those other services are our self-advocacy and independence program. Through that, we do, again, similar to St. Coletta, we do a lot of um, recreational opportunities, um, opportunities to get out in the community, volunteer opportunities to give back, um, opportunities to build social networks, um, friendships, things like that. We do game nights, um, men's groups, women's groups, uh, uh, lots of fun things. Um, getting out to sporting events is always a big one. <laughs> Karaoke has been a recent highlight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> over COVID, we did Zoom bingo, which was oh. also a big hit. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they won't let us give it up now. So. Oh, well, you found something new through that challenge <laughs> exactly. called COVID. Yeah. Right. There was, there's tiny little silver linings we found. Right. Um, we also uh, serve as a corporate guardian. So we are licensed by the state of Wisconsin. We were one of the first in the state back in the 70s to become a licensed corporate guardian meaning we can serve as a legal guardian for individuals uh, that need that, that don't have a family member to do it or somebody involved in their life. Um, we have a family support and futures planning program, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but part of that, uh, also we have a Coffee Connections caregiver group that meets on the second Tuesday of every month. Um, that might be of interest to some folks listening. Uh, we also have our special needs trust program, which is part of that planning process. Okay, so you've got things along the way that um, can help support these families um, financially. And again, we're going to get into that in the second segment. But I'm curious, what sets you apart from other disability service organizations. You certainly have a lot of great things going on at Life Navigators, but what, what would you say sets you apart? Sure, so um, with Life Navigators, we really try to meet people where they're at. And so sometimes that means meeting people in their own home. Sometimes it means meeting them in their community uh, or having them come to the office, really whatever they uh, prefer, because we wanna make sure that they're getting connected to the services that they need. Um, we offer comprehensive personalized services um, and really our goal is to assist them to live happy, healthy lives um, and doing, reaching all those goals that they want to reach. Um, and a really good story uh, that I think really demonstrates how our programs, it's sometimes hard to talk about them individually because they all kind of overlap and people take advantage of multiple programs. So we had a gentleman um, who was brought to our attention by um, Milwaukee County, um, Adult Protective Services actually. He had lived um, in the family home that he was brought home to as a, as a baby. <laughs> and um, all of his family members had since passed away with the exception of his sister who provided care for him. Um, and he, he was very independent, he could do a lot of things, but she was his primary caregiver person looking out for him. Um, she unexpectedly passed away uh, in the home and he had called uh, he knew to call 911 um, and got help. Unfortunately, she did pass away. And the people there knew that he needed a little bit of help, weren't really sure what to do. So they had called the county. Milwaukee County then called us, and they said, we have this gentleman, Sam. He just needs a little help and support. He doesn't really need the level of our services, but could you come and see if you can help him? So 
literally immediately we went um, and met Sam uh, in his home and uh, again kind of going back to that meeting people where they're at his biggest concern obviously was to provide a funeral for his sister so we were able to just work with him um, find some his sister had left him some funds um, he was a beneficiary of some funds from her. So we were able to help him plan his sister's funeral, do some futures funeral planning for himself, um, and then uh, tap into some other financial planning resources uh, that helped him down the road. And um, we just kind of stuck with him. And we, you know, at that point, we didn't know. We helped him make sure that he had his medications, that he knew how to take them. Uh, we uh, had a student that helped him learn how to ride the bus because his sister had driven him everywhere. Um, we eventually, we uh, all, you know, came to the conclusion that he needed a different living environment. So we helped him move to a wonderful, brand new um, housing environment that has been great. He's made some friends. He's gotten some social connections um, and different things. So, uh, and now he comes to some of our events. Um, and he's just, uh, I always just think of him as just a great example of touching many different areas that we do. Mm, another really great story, in, in, inspiring and impactful, right? It's, it's great to share those. Well, Robin from St. Coletta in the previous segments was talking a little bit about the challenges of providing these services to their clients from a financial perspective. Life Navigators happens to have an answer to that challenge. So stay tuned to hear about it after our commercial break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in this last segment with Mary Till, Program Director from Life Navigators. So as I mentioned, Robin talked a little bit about the challenges of providing services to the extent that they would like for their clients because the cost factor makes it difficult at times. Uh, you, Mary, have some solutions around that challenge, don't you? We do. Um, <laughs> why don't you start by helping us to understand why planning for the future is so important for individuals with disabilities and their families? Sure. So um, really, we can kind of look back at Sam, who we talked about uh, earlier. Um, while we were so glad that we were there and we were able to help Sam through the challenges that um, were left to him when his life was suddenly upended um, with his sister not being there, um, what we'd really like to do and what we where we try to connect with all of our families is to avoid that crisis, um, to do that planning so that when inevitably something happens to a caregiver or something happens to um, disrupt their their services and things like that, there is a plan in place that the, the fear um, gets minimized and that there's a plan. People know what to do, where to turn, and things like that. Um, so really having that plan in place really gives families that peace of mind. Um, they don't have to worry. They know that things will be taken care of. Again, we want to avoid that future crisis. Um, so when we look at doing futures planning with our families, we look at multiple areas. We look at uh, where they're going to live. Um, so like, are they going to want to live at St. Coletta? <laughs> what does that look like? Um, where are they going to work? What are they going to do during the day? What are they going to do to give their lives extra meaning? Um, 
provide social networks, things like that. Um, and then obviously part of all good planning has that financial component. Um, and so that financial piece can often include another program that we have, our special needs trust program. Okay. So let's let's tap into that. Let's do a little bit of a deep dive there uh, into the financial piece because we are, after all, a financial planning firm. So <laughs> what do you suggest in that area? Uh, you know, you talked about the special needs trust. For those of us that aren't familiar with that or maybe some families aren't even, with, with individuals with disabilities aren't even familiar with that, um, what types of special needs trust do you offer then and, and how are they funded? Sure. So um, first of all, with a special needs trust, why is it even an important tool? Um, most people, not all, but most people with disabilities are reliant on public benefits. They're reliant on Social Security for income. They're reliant on Medicaid, not only for their medical needs, but um, many people don't know that Medicaid actually funds those long-term care needs. So things like paying for a uh, residential placement. Sometimes it's helping pay for a day program or um, other services that you don't typically think of in terms of medical, um, but that Medicaid piece really is key to people uh, reaching any services that they need. So along with uh, getting qualified for those programs, it has a pretty low threshold for what assets a person can have in order to qualify. So for not all but most forms of Medicaid, there's a $2,000 asset limit, which really isn't much when you think about having something to fall back on, having something to enhance your life. Um, So a special needs trust is actually a way that is recognized both by Social Security and Medicaid um, as a way to have funds in a trust program that are not considered a countable asset. So you can still qualify for Social Security, you can still qualify for Medicaid, benefit from those services that are paid through those programs, but then use that trust to enhance your services and different things and and really have a higher quality of life. Um, And so with that, there are two different kinds of special needs trusts. Um, And the main one when we talk about futures planning is looking at what's called our third party trust, meaning those are the ones that mom and dad maybe are doing their estate planning, uh, looking at setting up their will, maybe a family estate, things like that. Um, And they can actually name a special needs trust for their son or daughter who has a disability, or sometimes it's grandma and grandpa. Um, And instead of the money being left directly to their child with the disability, they can leave it to the special needs trust. It bypasses the person, so in the eyes of the state, it's never their asset. It goes right into the trust for their benefit, but it's not counted against them when they're trying to qualify for those public programs. So again, that's that really good planning tool. It has to be set up ahead of time. Um, and uh, that's one way that families can really ensure that they have those extra funds. Um, Our other type of trust is our first party special needs trust, and that is um, sometimes people that maybe are already on those public programs um, come into money somehow. Sometimes it's a large payback from Social Security. Sometimes it's a personal injury suit um, for uh, individuals over 65, maybe um, there's a special, we have a specialized trust for individuals that are looking to do Medicaid planning where maybe they need services and they need to qualify for Medicaid. So they, uh, special needs trust is a tool to do that as well. So those are our first party trusts. Um, so third party and first party. Correct. And if you're needing more of a breakdown as far as what each of those involves, you can certainly reach out to 
to Mary, and she can clear that up a little bit more for you. Um, is is this accessible to all individuals and their families? I mean, when when should families start planning? For this. Sure. So really, families should start planning as soon as possible. I've met with families who have had uh, tiny babies that were just diagnosed with maybe a, a medical condition that they know will be with them their whole life. So they want to do that planning uh, down the road. Um, there really is no bad time to start planning. Um, and they are really accessible to all. People think of trust as something huge and um, a lofty goal to have. But really, we have people with trust that are as small as maybe just a couple thousand dollars because that's what put them over the over the top for not qualifying for benefits. And that's what they needed to be able to qualify um, all the way up to higher ones. Um, it, there really is no too small or too large for a special needs trust. Okay. And the key is planning as soon as possible. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Well, when can a special needs, uh, or what specifically can a special needs trust fund? And how does this positively impact the kids and the adults with disabilities in the program? Sure. So, um, again, because we're looking at this as a non-countable asset, we do have to be mindful of what benefits a person is on, and there's certain rules uh, that go along with those benefit programs. But in general... Special needs trusts can do anything to enhance a person's quality of life. So things like um, adding cable, uh, you know, having cable service. We all know how expensive that can be these days. Um, Cell phone service, internet, entertainment. It can upgrade a living situation. Maybe their benefits will only pay for a shared room, but they can use their special needs trust to um, pay the difference and they could have a private room. Uh, We also have a lot of folks that use their special needs trust to travel. Um, And often special needs trusts can not only pay for the individual to travel, but can also pay for a companion, someone to go along and help. Um, So it's really opened up worlds for people um, that have had a lot of a lot of fun. It's fun for us to help plan uh, things for people with their trust to just really watch them take advantage of everything around them. Well, and I think, like you said, it enhances their quality of life. So who would have thought that you can use the special needs trust for traveling or for something like a cell phone, which some people just think as a something everybody has well not everybody does have that nor can everybody afford it and so but there is a way now with these special needs trusts so that's interesting um why a life navigators trust you know what what is life navigators role Sure. So Life Navigators, uh, with our trust program, we serve as the trust manager, which means that it's our job. Like I said, it can be a little tricky if you haven't um, noticed that already, uh, navigating the different rules of the different um, programs and how to use a trust so that we stay within those rules. So it's our, that's our job. Um, so individuals just come to us and they say, hey, I want to use my trust for this. How do I do it? We make sure that it plays by the rules. And then we interact with our trustee, who is um, Prairie Trust, which is a division of Waukesha State Bank. They're a local trustee. Um, all the funds are held there. And we all work together to uh, make sure that individuals are using those funds uh, to enhance their lives. Okay. Wow. There's lots to to share here. And we can't certainly get to every single thing, but at least we're kind of planting that mustard seed that if you're listening and you happen to have a loved one uh, with special needs uh, in your family, there are options out here that you can tap into, resources, nonprofits that are here to help. So how can our listeners connect to Life Navigators, to your services, or to learn more about your trust program? Sure. Um, So they can um, look at our website, which is lifenavigators.org. 
we they can reach out to us by phone. Our main number is 414-774-6255. Um, and depending on what you're looking for, if you're a family that wants to start thinking about that planning or maybe you want to take advantage of our Coffee Connections group, um, that's we, we bring in um, yummy treats and, <laughs> and things. There's also a virtual option for those that are maybe a little further out. Um, so you can just ask for the person that uh, works in that program. You can send an appointment to meet with either myself or someone else in our trust program to find out if a trust is right for your situation. Um, and again, but those are the two main things. Reach out to our website at lifenavigators.org or call us at our main uh, phone number. And the phone number again is 414-774-6255. Correct. Very good. Very good. Well, I want to thank both my guests today, Robin Baker from St. Coletta of Wisconsin and Mary Till from Life Navigators. Thank you both for the many ways that you advocate for and provide assistance to the disability community and their families. Thank you both for participating in the interview today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you'd like more information uh, about the things that Robin uh, from St. Coletta or Mary from Life Navigators talked about, you can reach out to them directly as we shared their information. If you know of a nonprofit that's doing great things in our community and would like to recommend them as a guest, or if you yourself would like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are making a difference in the lives of people in our community. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio. Or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeart Radio app. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and you can also listen on demand now at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you can get an internet connection, you can listen to some of these great interviews. Now, as I said before, we're not called, we're not all called or expected to do everything that there is to do, but we can do everything that we can to make a difference, whatever that looks like. It could be advocating for, volunteering, donating. Think of the three T's, the time, the talents, the treasures, big or small or any place in between. Decide how you want to be a difference maker in our community, our nation, our world, and lead a life of purpose, purpose and significance. With that as a priority, you will for sure have found a way to be a blessing and give a blessing, which is absolutely wonderful. Thank you for listening today and have a great day.